the Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to today's episode. I'm excited today to share with you a few of my favorite resources. These are things that I have been using lately. They're newer things. I know I have some other podcasts where I talk about some um, Bible study resources or podcasts, things like that. But um, in the last few years, my focus has really shifted on the kinds of things that I'm drawn to. And so um, those lists are kind of out of date. A lot of those podcasts and, and subjects of books I'm not reading as much anymore. So I thought it would just be kind of fun to update you on what I'm listening to and what I'm reading and how uh, that's informing me as far as how the podcast is progressing and the things that I'm doing in my ministry. And you'll notice uh, the biggest connection to all of these things is a bigger um, emphasis on spiritual formation, not just uh, spiritual disciplines, just going out and doing things, but actually allowing the spiritual practices to uh, form us into new people. And so uh, a lot of the things that I'm listening to and a lot of the things that I'm reading um, are about that and are about ways that we can do those practices better and ways that I can help others learn those practices in a spiritual formation way. Um, and that is a big shift. Um, I know that many years ago, um, my goal was just to get people reading the Bible, just read the Bible because it's, it's important and it matters. And, and yes, that's true. Um, but beyond reading your Bible, there's a whole wealth of uh, spiritual traditions um, and practices that can help us connect with God in a way that forms us on the inside. And I don't really want you to do the right things so, so much as I want my students, my listeners, my um, the people that I teach and, and that I um, mentor, I, I want them to be new people. I want them to become someone. And so these resources are kind of different um, than stuff I've, I've leaned to in the past. So I'm going to share them with you because some of them might be of interest to you. And um, it also might give you a little idea into some of the topics and some of the things that we'll be discussing as the year progresses. I'm going to start with podcasts. I have um, five podcasts that I listen to regularly. There's a bunch of others that I listen to maybe more for fun. I did not include them. I do like some of the NPR stuff. The uh, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me is a fun one. And um, there's a trivia one I listen to every once in a while. And I also listen to the uh, pop culture happy hour when there's a, a, a movie they're discussing that I, I, I enjoyed or I'm interested in seeing. So I have some fun stuff like that. I have uh, some other just, you know, different ones that I listen to for fun. But these are some of the ones that are actually helping to inform me and form me. Um, and so I'm going to go over those five with you. The first one is by Emily P. Freeman, and it's called The Next Right Thing. She wrote a book about this uh, topic, and I have not read the book. I am a huge fan of her book, Simply Tuesday. We did that here at the my church for a women's book club selection, and we had a great discussion about it. 
And uh, that's a book that I've referred to and, and read parts of over again. Um, I think that you would really enjoy her books, but her podcast is interesting in that it's it's a very structured podcast. She tells a story, she gives you a prayer, uh, she gives you one simple thing to do um, based on what she talked about. And they're short. They're somewhere between 10 and 15 minutes, most of them. Occasionally, there'll be one that gets closer to 20 or one that maybe only six or seven minutes long but um, they're all reasonably short you can listen to them on a trip into town to the grocery store or something and um, I really um, enjoy her conversational style Uh, she tells great stories and uh, and she really does boil things down the uh, copy if you go to uh, a podcast app and take a look at it the description reads uh, for the second guessers the chronically hesitant or anyone who suffers from decision fatigue Best-selling author and host Emily P. Freeman helps create a little space for your soul to breathe so you can discern your next right thing in love. And that's a great description because she really does. It's almost like a few minutes where you can just pause, take a deep breath, listen to her very comforting and calm voice kind of break down this uh, idea of decision making. We have so many decisions we make every day. And I am one, while I am a good decision maker in that I don't uh, usually agonize over decisions, I find myself growing weary of having to make so many of them. And so I feel like this podcast is just a breath of fresh air and I like the shortness of it. Um, and I, I like that, not because I like short podcasts, but because it the topic itself doesn't overwhelm you because talking about decisions could be a very overwhelming topic. Um, But she just boils it down to the most important thing. And I think that you'll really enjoy it. So I encourage you to listen to The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman. The next one is by Alan and Jem Fadling and it's called Unhurried Living. You'll hear me talk about them again when we get to the book section. The copy for their podcast reads, many of us feel hurried, and hurry is costing us more than we realize. Unhurried Living provides resources and training to help people learn to live and lead from fullness rather than on empty. This is a really good podcast. It's a husband and wife team. They um, often will share podcast duties. Sometimes it's just one of them. Sometimes it's uh, something that maybe um, Alan had preached in a sermon. They also have these little like uh, extra bonus things that are just a few minutes where they teach you a spiritual practice where you can actually practice it with them. Things like slowing down for a few moments and reflecting on something. And I really enjoy those little extra ones that they piece throughout the uh, podcast, those little bonus episodes. There are a couple that I have turned to when I have a a kind of a frantic day or I'm feeling raced or uh, pushed around or hurried and just I need that breathing space. I often will go and listen to one of their five or six minute um, bonus episodes to help me. And I really enjoy their, uh, once again, very conversational style, uh, just a husband and wife sitting around talking and sharing about some things and um, really talking about living from being in a place of fullness and not constantly depleted. And I think too many of us live from a depleted place. And um, this is a podcast that I think will really help you not 
just necessarily, you know, change your world. That kind of stuff takes time. But I, I think what it'll do is it'll help you start thinking and it will open up some reflection in your mind on how you can can work toward a better way of life, a way that allows you to be full and to give to others out of that place of fullness. The next one is Renovare, and that's with Nathan Foster. It's often um, interviews or sermons or conversations uh, from other speakers. Uh, the description just says a conversational podcast on spiritual formation, spiritual disciplines, and life with God. They talk a lot about Dallas Willard and use a lot of his um, materials. Um, also, Stephen Foster, which is Nathan Foster's father, um, speaks as well and about a lot of his books. There's interviews with him. This is really about um, living a spiritual inner life with God. It's a very slow-paced podcast. There's nothing that's flashy about it. Um, it's not something that necessarily um, is going to be... Um, I'm not sure the word I'm looking for. It's it's just a very calm, um, quiet kind of conversation. And I enjoy the topics greatly. Um, it's not a podcast I can listen to episode after episode after episode, partly because there's so much in each episode to really reflect on and think about. This is a podcast that I often listen to with a piece of paper. And um, and I guess that's that's what I'm saying. This isn't something that you can just listen to on the go or maybe while you're grocery shopping or while you're on the treadmill. I feel like it's more something like you need to be fully present to, to listen to this one. And often it helps me to do that if I can just sit down with some paper and a pen. For that reason, sometimes these episodes pile up a little bit. I don't always have that time. Um, but when I do get those moments and I can sit down and do it, it blesses me greatly. The next two have um, leadership uh, in their titles, but I don't want to discourage you from listening. Specifically, this next one will help anyone, whether you're a leader or not. Um, and both of them cover issues that are important for everyone. They are just looking at it from a leadership position. And so I think that you will still like them, even if you don't consider yourself a leader. Um, and that is especially true of this first one, Strengthening the Soul of Your Leadership. It's by Ruth Haley Barton. And if I haven't talked about her enough in the podcast, you'll hear a lot more about her. I am, I'm kind of like a maybe I don't I wouldn't say this about hardly anybody but I'm a really big fan of hers I I appreciate her point of view I like the way she says it there's a lot about her I respect and I have learned so much from her I've never met her but she is a strong mentor in my life and her book um her books over the last few years have really been a, a, a true north for me, kind of a beacon for me to kind of follow through the fog of my life and helping me to determine how I can survive in all that I've been through in the last few years. And I cannot recommend her highly enough. Her books are excellent. I'm going to share one of my favorites with you when we get to the book section. But um, these podcast episodes are about 30 minutes. The description says, you will discover how forging and maintaining a life-giving connection with God in the midst of leading is the best thing you bring to leadership. And can I just say that that life-giving connection with God in the midst of whatever you're doing is the best thing that you bring to it. 
Um, she is approaching this uh, often from a leadership standpoint, but I think every one of the lessons can be applied in other ways. Um, it is true that when it comes to being a mother, the best thing that you bring to motherhood is a life-giving connection with God in the midst of being a mom. And it's true about being a good employee as well. The best thing you can do to be a good employee and to succeed in your job is the life-giving connection with God in the midst of the tasks you do every day. And for that reason, I recommend this podcast strongly. It talks a lot about soul care and about how we heal our souls and how we care for them in the hurry and the rush and the the culture shock that's around us in every moment of the day when we're um, when we're living our lives, we're just constantly bombarded by messages of consumerism and and have it now and have it your way and get it now and 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 you can you know you can have anything you want and go for the gusto, go big and go home, hustle, hustle, hustle. All these messages are actually destroying our souls. And her uh, approach to a healthy soul is so desperately needed in our culture today. And so I would encourage you to check out her podcast as well as some of her books. And I'll share a favorite with you in just a moment. The last podcast is Emotionally Healthy Leadership by Pete Scazzaro. He is a pastor in Queens, New York, and I have really, I feel like I know him. Now, I don't, um, never met him, although several of the pastors at the church I work for have been to some of his seminars and, and have uh, been hearing him speak live. Um, but I have been doing his material, the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, um, and help uh, like co-facilitate that at my church for several times now. Now, as well as devouring everything he's ever written and uh, watching a lot of videos and stuff in preparation for the EHS course. And um, I just, I feel like, I, I kind of feel like I know him, although I certainly don't. The description of this podcast says, many pastors and church leaders today feel overwhelmed, exhausted, and frustrated that their churches don't seem to be making mature disciples. The EHL podcast explores the paradigms and practices leaders need to transform their church culture and multiply deeply changed disciples. If you at all work at a church or volunteer at a church, this would be very helpful for you. I also think there is a benefit to what he talks about. He talks about practices like Sabbath and practices about being slowing down and spending time with God in a way that that restores us and, and isn't just uh, uh, something that we're doing to check off a list, but something that actually builds our soul. And so many of the things that he talks about are essential for every person. Um, he Once again, the examples and the way he shares things will be from a leadership context because he is a pastor and he is a leader and that's who he's, he's broadcasting to. But I think that you would enjoy it and I encourage you to, it's not on my list um, of books, but if you check out Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, um, he has a video course as well as some workbooks and some uh, just an actual like um, paperback book that talks about the topic. They are all very excellent and helpful. Um, when it comes to learning how to be healthy in in your soul. Now let's jump ahead to some books. I have a few recommendations for you when it comes to books as well. The first one is The Common Rule, Habits of Purpose for an Age of Distraction by Justin Whitmore Early. The uh, Amazon blurb says, The Common Rule offers four daily and four weekly habits designed to help us create new routines and transform frazzled days into lives of love for God and neighbor. Justin Early provides concrete, doable practices. 
This book is incredibly practical. It's probably the most practical book on the list of, of books that I have been um, meditating on and, and working through in this past year or so. Um, it really is talking about losing um, our distractions and being intentional and purposeful in the way we spend our time. And this is something that I think is a topic that we all know that needs to we need to give serious attention to, but I think we all feel overwhelmed by it. Um, I just recently read a book called um, Digital Minimalism. And while it was a really good book and I, I enjoyed it, I also was left frustrated by it because there are so many parts of our digital life that seem out of our control. And so I, I worry sometimes that we are putting the emphasis on the wrong thing. We're putting our emphasis on, you know, getting rid of this or getting rid of that and not actually dealing with the root issues in our soul of why we're, we're gravitating toward these things in the first place. And I think this book is one that does that. It combines a lot of, of thinking about what you're doing as well as giving you some really practical steps to help you um, and I think that you'll enjoy the book. Um, it's a quick read. It's got lots of charts in it and graphs. And I think people um, find in today's world, those are books that are we, we refer to them again and again because they're easy to find information that we need. And that's certainly been the case with me. The next one is the book by Ruth Haley Barton that's on my list, Invitation to Solitude and Silence, Experiencing God's Transforming Presence. The promotional material says the book is an invitation to you to meet God deeply and fully outside the demands and noise of daily life. It is an invitation to solitude and silence. The beauty of a true invitation is that we really do have a choice about embarking on this adventure. God extends the invitation, but he honors our freedom and will not push himself where he is not wanted. Instead, he waits for us to respond from the depths of our desire. Will you say yes? I hope that you will say yes to this book and give it a chance. Solitude and silence is something that scares so many of us, but yet it's an important, very important, integral part of our day. It is something that we need consistently to pull away from the noise and the demands of life and to be able to be with God in a way where there is silence. I, for many years, would put on some worship music when I would do my, my devotions. And in the last few years, I've, I've stopped doing that. I've, I've started out by just being quiet with God for a few moments before I start acknowledging his presence, thanking him for being present with me, just sitting in his presence. And I, I'm trying to increase the amount of time that I can do that. And, and leaving the music off, uh, making sure that I'm in a spot where I can just really be quiet internally, where my, my soul is at rest and I'm not, there's not all this chaos and noise inside of me. This book is an excellent book to talk about that and to get that um, idea started in you and to begin to see not only the need for it, but how. She explains how to begin and, and shares her own story. It's a very personal book as well, as she shares how she came to this journey of needing this and her life and seeing the value and the benefit and how it changed her life. Um, it's not a long book and uh, there is an audiobook available that you can listen to for that one. Probably all of these have audiobooks. Um, I would encourage you to check that out and if you only uh, do one book on this list, I would say that's the great one. The next one is a book that's been out a few years. I've actually read it three times now. It's called Liturgy of the Ordinary Sacred Practices in Everyday Life by Tish Harrison Warren. In the overlooked moments and routines of our day, we can become aware of God's presence in surprising ways. How do we embrace the sacred in the ordinary and the ordinary in the sacred? 
Framed around one ordinary day, this book explores daily life through the lens of liturgy, small practices, and habits that form us. This is an interesting look at a day. It is not the big moments of the day, but it's the small ones. Making the bed, brushing her teeth, losing her keys, having her coffee, having a fight with her husband. These are all just all normal, ordinary things that happen in any given day. And she compares them to the liturgy of worship and begins to help us view the moments of our days and the habits that we allow into our lives um, in a way that they are actually forming and shaping us into the people that we are becoming. It's an immensely readable book. It is something that I've recommended so many times, and I would encourage you to check it out if you haven't yet done so. It's won a lot of awards. It's very, um, very well written. I, I just can't say enough good things about it. It's a great book. The next one is by Alan and Jim Fadling. We talked about their podcast, The Unhurried Life, earlier. Their latest book, What Does Your Soul Love, is a book that I've read this past year, worked through the questions, and planned this year to work through them again. The book has eight questions that reveal God's work in you. Each chapter reveals a new question and gives you some questions to kind of break down the answer to that in your own life. Um, the book um, promotional material on Amazon says, what do you really want? What is your soul clinging to? What is getting in your way? In these pages, Jem and Alan Fadley outline eight key questions that offer deep insight into how we experience soul change. These questions open the door to spiritual transformation. They help us unpack where we are stuck, where we are in pain, where we are afraid, and much more. They also reveal the path to joy and to the heart of God. I really like this book. I love books that make me think, and this book certainly did. This is a book I think um, needs to be done in one of two ways. Um, you can do it like I did, read the book through and kind of work through it as you go, and then take some time later to go back and answer the questions again slower in a slower pace, or take the book very slowly. Do one chapter, work through all the questions, really dig into it before you move on to the next question. It's not a book that you just read and put aside. It's definitely a book that demands uh, introspection and, uh, and some work on your part. But that's the purpose of the book. The purpose is that you can answer these eight questions and reveal what God is doing in you and let you see. And that's so important. I think we don't notice where, where God is at work in our lives. Um, I've noticed in periods of my life where someone will point out something to me and say, I really see this changing in you. And, and I was unaware of it. I think unless we actually set aside time to ask questions and reflect on what God is really doing, we miss him. And we miss how he's working in us. And, and as a result, we don't get to cooperate with it the same way we would if we were aware of it. So uh, for that reason, these books are immensely important. And um, I feel like this one is, is well written. I have read similar books that are um, heavier and are often uh, just uh, overwhelming um, to me. But this one was very doable, very interesting, very well written, and uh, very, um, I don't want to say easy. That's not the right word. Maybe I want to say it was doable. It was just the kind of thing where you were excited to get in and answer the questions and not dreading them because it was so much work. The last one is a fictional story, and it is the book that I am using currently in my to lead my small group that I do. It is by Sharon Garlow Brown, and it's called Sensible Shoes, A Story of the Spiritual Journey. 
She tells the moving story of four strangers as they embark together on a journey of spiritual formation. Hannah, a pastor who doesn't realize how exhausted she is, Meg, a widow and recent empty nester who is haunted by her past, Mara, a woman who has experienced a lifetime of rejection and is now trying to navigate a difficult marriage, and Carissa, a hard-working graduate student who wants to get things right. You're invited to join these four women as they reluctantly arrive at a retreat center and find themselves drawn out of their separate stories of isolation and struggle and into a collective journey of spiritual practice, mutual support, and personal revelation. This book was a, was such um, a joy to read. I saw myself in all four of the women, although some of them more than others. Their story was compelling and interesting. But even more than that, it's a kind of a, a bit of a hybrid because many of the things that they do at the retreat center to enhance their spiritual formation are given to you, the reader, to participate in as well. And there's even a Bible study companion that you can do with some friends that has lots of journal questions and, dis and discussion questions that you can work through to uh, process what you're reading. This is um, a very relatable look at spiritual formation. I think many people hear that term, spiritual formation, and it sounds um, too... Uh, complicated it sounds just kind of like something that church people talk about and 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 you know your bible study teacher might talk about it or your pastor but um spiritual formation is nothing more than the act of the holy spirit forming you into the image of christ and that's the goal of our lives here we are to be transformed to be more like jesus and so this uh spiritual formation is the work of the holy spirit but it requires our co our cooperation with him and while you can read lots of books about it sometimes seeing it in action and seeing how it plays out in the lives of people is more powerful than you can imagine. And so this book does that greatly. It shows you that. I will say there are several sequels. I would encourage you not to read the back covers of the books until you get to them because they're going to give away some key plot points you might not wish you had known when you started reading the first book. Um, the books continue to follow the women through as they continue to meet together, as they work through uh, their past, their pain, their trauma, their sin patterns, and uh, their difficult circumstances in their, in their lives, and find that together with the Spirit of God and with the help of each other, uh, God really is forming them into new people. And I uh, recommend it highly. It's an excellent book. Once again, it's called Sensible Shoes, a story about the spiritual journey. These are the podcasts and the books that I've been spending a lot of time with recently. These are um, informing me in the way that I believe God is leading my ministry, not just here on the podcast, but certainly in my ministry face-to-face -face with women and um, here at the chapel. And as I begin to look toward the future, I, I want to really spend a lot of my time helping people have a healthy inner life. I want their souls to be strong and healthy. And I think it's an epidemic. I think that we are, are doing the right things on the outside and we're crumbling on the inside. 
and I I want to help and that's where God is leading me so these resources are some things that God has sent my way opened my eyes to is helping me work through and um, I would encourage you if this is at all a topic interesting to you or you want to learn more about them uh, that any of these resources are are accessible to anyone and you would enjoy them so there you go there's a little bit about what's going on with me and what I've been studying. So this is an up-to-date look at some things that um, are speaking to me right now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast. We'll be back next time, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about how to give your day a reset. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGrowPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing list, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.